Welcome to track number 12 of Victory in Pegamos. Everybody say, the ministry work is prayer. prayer. Amen. Amen. John chapter 16 verse 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient or better. Hallelujah. For you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Amen. Verse 8. And when he, who is he? The pastor. The missionary. When the missionary, when the shepherd, when the who? When the Holy Spirit, the comforter is come, what is he going to do? He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He will reprove the world. He will reprove the world. I said he will reprove the world. He will rebuke the world. He will tell the world you are doing something wrong. He is the one who changes and corrects people more than anyone else. That is why I have learned as a father, even in the ministry, I have a lot of spiritual children, plenty. And I just watch and I pray for the people more than I talk. <laughs> Amen. I watch more and I pray more than I talk. But I see more than I say. Before I used to say all that I see. But I, I say less than I used to say now. I watch more, allow more, give more time, and pray more. And hope more that it will get better. And it gets better. Because if you are a genuine Christian, the Holy Spirit himself will work on you. And you yourself will just be moving like that, moving like that, moving like that. And gradually see that you are going up. So ladies and gentlemen, notice the next verse. It says, the Holy Spirit will prove, reprove the world of sin because they don't believe on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. And of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Amen. Amen. Now notice. Notice. The comforter will convict you of sin. So you can't get people to believe they are sinners. So that people don't think there's anything wrong with most things. Sleeping around. What is wrong with it? Once you use a condom, it's okay. Is that not what happens in Pergamos? Oh, I'm asking you, is that not what happens in Pergamos? I mean, even amongst us here, there are some of us who have that problem. Sometimes, but even, I'm sure if we have that problem, we will think that there's something. But people don't think there's anything wrong. Homosexuals, people don't, they don't think there's anything wrong. That is why in Amsterdam, they have gay Olympic Games. And Zurich, you had gay Olympic Games two weeks ago. Man, why, oh, why, superfly? They don't, they don't see anything wrong. In, um, one of my pastors went to England, and um, he was up somewhere in, in England, and he said, he said to me, 
How does this thing work? I should just drink like this. I'm from Laodicea, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. We don't have this in Laodicea, only in Pegamos that you have this. <laughs> we have the Holy Ghost in Laodicea. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the point that I want you to see, what was I saying before I started drinking? I have a pastor who went to London. Not to London, outside London. And on Sunday, he was going to church. And he was in an Anglican church. There was an Anglican church. And he came to the signboard and they wrote, there was a notice. So, the gay fellowship of the church they are meeting at this place. The gay men's group. Gay whatever. Announcement. Church announcement. On the notice board. It has, it, you see, it will take the Holy Spirit to convict people. So if you think you are going to convict people by your shouting, by your talking, by your preaching, it's, it, it won't work. That is why sometimes as we preach... There's no power because there's no prayer. So we preach and preach and preach and we wonder why people are not changing. So ladies and gentlemen, we have to return to the original form of God's work. That is why I said if you're going to start a church or do anything, the first thing is prayer, 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 prayer. If you learn how to pray, and how do you pray? I'm going to teach you how to pray. How many want to know how to pray? Yeah, we will not live here today, I tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your Pegamos drink is facing me. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to be able to pray like never before. Now, Yongi Cho speaks about praying for at least three hours every day as a pastor. I believe that we must learn how to pray. Now, when you pray, what happens? What happens is that when you are praying, you are doing something spiritually. You see, I want you to know that there are spiritual things that are happening when you pray. You see, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2, the Bible says that when you pray in an unknown tongue, no one understands you. However, or the King James says, how be it? The better word that we know now is however. In the spirit or in the spirit realm, he is speaking mysteries to God. So in the natural, what does it sound like? Nothing. However, however, in the spirit realm, something is happening. And so, if you want something to happen spiritually to people, for them to be really changed, you and I need to go into the spirit realm and achieve a victory there first before we will see it happening naturally. 
So you don't have to be worried if you are going to start a church or you are being involved. You don't have to be worried about seeing anything. Be concerned about praying. That is why our church in Geneva has all night every Friday. And I told Pastor Robert, don't stop that all night. Pray every Friday for, for Switzerland and for Europe. Have that all night and shout and pray. Don't worry about anything. It is doing something in the spirit realm. It's, doing, it's breaking something down. I said it's breaking something down. I said it's breaking something down. Amen. And as we do these things, we are achieving great success in the spiritual world. And without doing that, I want to assure you, you will not achieve anything. Who am I? Look at the thousands of, the, of people who gather every Sunday morning. As I'm talking now, there are people, thousands of people gathering all over the world virtually. Is it my work? It's not my work. Is it my hand? It's not my hand. It is the Holy Spirit who is working. So your duty is to get the Holy Spirit to work. Your, your duty is to bind the strong man. The Bible says you cannot take his goods unless you bind the strong man. And you must see the thing as a spiritual thing. The church is not a keep fit club. The church is not an old boys association. The church is not a, a foreigners association of étrangers. The church is not some kind of association of lonely people. The church is a spiritual organism. That is why you can't easily close down a church. It's very difficult to close a church. Very difficult to stop a church. Because it's a very powerful thing. You can try hard to stop, but it's not easy. Even churches that were in the Bible days, Laodicea and some of these, they are still existing today. Some of them today. Maybe with not so many people and quite dead, but still they are in existence. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? How many realize that you need to pray? Amen. Okay. Now, Matthew chapter 13, verse, how many want to preach and people will be surprised? Huh? How many want people to preach and people will be surprised? Give me some volume, please. Look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? How many want people to say, Where did Delphati get this wisdom? How many want people to say, Where did... I forgot your name, Mr... Mrs. Joseph, how do you want people to say, where, where did Joseph get this wisdom, mighty wisdom? Would you like that? Would you like to stand and preach? And people will say, where did this man get this mighty wisdom from? You like that? Matthew chapter 22, verse 22. Look at it, please. Jesus preached again. And look at the response. The Bible says, and when they had heard these words, they marveled. They what? How many want people to marvel? Kelvin, you want people to marvel. When they hear you speaking, they say, man, man. 
Where? I mean, the marvel. All right? Look at uh, Mark chapter 2. Matthew, Mark. From Matthew, just go to Mark chapter 2. Verse 12. Quickly, please. And immediately Jesus preached. He took up his... And, and immediately arose, he took up the bed and went forth before them all. Insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. We never saw it like this. We never saw it like this. How many want people to be amazed when you minister and say, we never saw it like this before. Man, we never saw it like this. Hallelujah. Jonathan, you want that? People to, Tobias, would you like people to glorify God? Not glorify you, glorify God. And say, man, amazed. Let's find the secret that Jesus had for his praying. Amen. For his, his secret was prayer. So the secret to victory in Pegamos is prayer. Prayer and prayer. Amen. It is a spiritual thing. Having Bible studies with tea and biscuits is different from praying. Bible study with tea and biscuits is nice. But if we want to have power in addition to Bible study with tea, biscuits and power, then we have to pray before we come and do that Bible study. How many enjoy Swiss Bible study with biscuit and tea? I once went for an all night in Geneva and I tell you, the cake and other things that they were sharing at the other night, I said, man, I have never seen it on this fashion before. <laughs> Swiss all night with cake, I tell you. What was Jesus? You stopped the cake. What was Jesus' secret? Mark chapter 1, the secret of Jesus' power. Hold the person next to you. Tell the person they are giving you the secrets of Jesus' power. Mark chapter 1, the secret of power. Verse 34. And in the morning, rising up, a few seconds before day. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Read it. And in the morning, rising up a few minutes before day, a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And he there prayed. This was the secret of Jesus' power. Prayer. So Tobias, I want you to develop that thing. Be like Jesus. Anytime you don't know what to do, look at what Jesus did and just do it. It's so easy. Anytime you don't know what to do, look at what Jesus did and do it. When I came to Geneva to start the church, all I did was pray. I was living in the hostel at uh, Carillon. And I prayed morning, afternoon, evening. I lie in my bed. I lie down when I'm praying. Sometimes I kneel down. But most of the time I lie down. Sometimes I walk. 
Sometimes you listen to somebody when he's speaking, and you realize this man prays for a long time. There's a man I, I used to know, I'm a friend of mine. When you see him praying in the gardens, you just see him, he's, he moves around like a gorilla. He, sometimes he takes off his shirt and he's just walking. Ebaya, Ebaya, Ebaya. He's going to be there till the evening. Oh, yeah. It's, got, it's not in a hurry. Ebaya, Ayayaya, Bandarababa. It's wonderful, I tell you. You see, but we need to get into the place where you pray. And I tell you, if you've never enjoyed praying, you've never prayed before. Because every Christian who actually gets to a point when you pray, you don't want to stop when you get to a point. So if you've never gotten to that point, you've never gotten to real prayer. If you pray, you see, the first minutes of prayer, if you like to start praying, you see, when, you, when I tell you we're going to pray for one hour, within the first five minutes, you watch, you'll see people. <sighs> After three minutes, people will be looking at the watch. <laughs> then they start sitting down, scratching their knees, scratching their back. That is the flesh. But after a while, the spirit begins to rise within you. The Bible says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. You build up yourself spiritually. So the, the spirit part becomes more dominant. And the flesh part goes down. And then gradually you begin to flow in the prayer. And then you don't want to stop. That's why I was saying that sometimes I go for a I just want time to pray and a place to be on my own so that I can just pray and be there as long as I can be there. That is the work of the ministry. And that was Jesus Christ. A great while. What time is a great while before day? Sylvia, what time is a great while before day? What time? A great while. The Bible says Jesus got up a great while before day. What time do you think it is? Four o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock. Say so why? What do you say? How many think it's three? Let's vote. Three. How many think it's two a.m.? How many think it's four a.m.? It seems three a.m. has won. So, most people think that Jesus got up at about three a.m. to pray. Am I a Amaya praying in the spirit pray in the holy ghost pray don't be shy of tongues listen to yourself praying it's beautiful language candle baba when somebody said but when i speak in that i hear baba baba la 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 is it a proper language which language has got baba ba and la 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 in it <laughs> i'll show you something i'll show you something do you know the Bible says in the last, I'm going to speak with you to you in a stammering tongue. Did you know that? In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you people don't know. Let's look at it quickly. Quickly, keep, I'll come back, but just quickly, I just want you to know. 1 Corinthians 14, quickly. Okay, notice verse 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding. How be it in malice? Be ye children, but in understanding be men. Verse 21. In the law, which is actually Isaiah 28, verse 11, it says, uh, 
He says, with men of other tongues, Pastor Richard, find Isaiah 28, verse 11. Let's read it. With men of other tongues, he's quoting, and other lips, will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me. Read Isaiah 28, 11. Isaiah 28, 11, for with stammering lips and other tongue will I will he speak to his people. With stammering lips and other tongues. Will I speak to these people? That is where Paul was quoting from. Now, when a stammerer is speaking, if a stammerer is saying, but I am coming, you know, I was not going, I was coming for the program, but my car, so he will say, I was coming for the program, but my car. So if you notice the tongues that are spoken, you will hear a lot of ma 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 It's the stammering of the ma. And the stammering of the ka. And the stammering of the la. That is what gives the la 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 la. Ma 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 ma. La 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 la. It's in the Bible. Go to Australia. Go to anywhere where they speak in tongues. You often notice that feature in the tongue. Because God has prophesied from Isaiah that with stammering lips and another tongue, I will speak to these people. So it's a characteristic of tongues. Amen? The whole of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is about tongues. So we've got to speak, and let us not be shy. Because when I first started speaking in tongues, I said, ah, what is this, mama, 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 ba, 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 ba. I thought it was just rubbish. It's not rubbish at all. Speak out by faith. It's, I remember one time I was speaking, I was praying, and I was, it was a miracle service. And suddenly, there was somebody sitting in front there who had been to school in um, Norway and could speak Norwegian. And as I was walking up and down, he just looked at me. He couldn't believe I was speaking Norwegian. Norwegian, I was speaking. So he said, he told his wife, look, this is what this man is saying. And he was, I forgot what I was saying. There's somebody, what is it? Yes, well, what was that? I will give you more. At that point, I will give you. He said, I will give you more. God was saying, I will give you more. I will give you more. I will give you more. But I didn't know what I was saying. I was just speaking my tongues. And I was speaking in Norwegian. And so he told his wife, and he wanted to be sure about it. So he, he, he listened to it again. I thought maybe he was just having it. And clearly, it was coming. The tongues I was speaking. I've spoken in tongues where different nationalities. Somebody came from, told me I was speaking in another language that he knew. Oh yeah, apart from that, it has happened many times. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be proud of the gift that God has given us. Let's open our mouth and speak in tongues. Let's not be shy of what God is a deception of the devil to keep that gift quiet in you. It is, that is where the power is going to come from. The power comes from prayer. And that's why when Jesus said, I will give you power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, he meant that after he gives us the Holy Spirit, and now we have an ability to pray, an ability to pray, that means we now have the ability to have the power. Amen. I see you having power. I said, I see you having power. How many know how to get the power from today? Turn with me to Luke chapter 6, quickly. I want you to see the secret of Jesus' prayer. Jesus' power. How many want to have power like Jesus did? Luke chapter 6, 
Verse number 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain. Into a where? To, to look at the beautiful lake. To do what? In the mountain? To pray. <laughs> Today we are just looking at beautiful mountains and lakes. But he went out and continued all five minutes in prayer. He continued for all five whole minutes in prayer. He, I know he continued for all of one hour. He continued for how long? All night in prayer. In eating cake. Drinking coffee. Sleeping. All night sleeping. All night what? Watching a film. How many can watch a film all night? How many have watched a film that lasted three hours before? Three hour film. What film did you watch for three hours? You can't remember. But you've watched one for three hours. Spartacus. Kizangani. Titanic. Titanic. And you know that that Titanic film, the real boat that they were filming is a small one in the computer. There was no boat at all. It was all lies. And you had three hours to watch that thing. Huh? They built it. The inside were effects. Are you sure? Really? Anyway. Thank you. My sister is helping me to preach now. The genuine corner. Football. 90 minutes. Plus extra time. How much is extra time now? 30 minutes. 50 minutes, 50 minutes. And if they don't score, penalty. So, so far we've 90 minutes plus 30 minutes. That's 120. That's two hours. Now penalties. Eh? And they spend 30 minutes before they start the penalties. 15 minutes they start the penalties. Then after the penalties, the rejoicing. Then after the rejoicing, the eh? No, after the rejoicing, they give the, the medals and, and the trophy. And after the trophy, the analysis, the people who come to discuss it, I think that this was that. Let, let, let's look at that goal again. Let's look at that corner kick. And, and we are watching four hours. And before they start, they show previous matches, analysis of the different players, this one's injury, knee injury, whether he will be able to play. Oh, man. Why, oh, why, Superfly? <laughs> now, when it comes to prayer, I think you are being a bit fanatical now. You said that we should pray for how long? Amen. But we can pray for hours. Amen. 
I want to show you the next way by which Jesus prayed. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Jesus prayed all night. Jesus prayed early in the morning for hours before day. Have you noticed why we are powerless? Because we are prayerless. And we are prayerless and the Holy Spirit does not move. You talk and talk and the person will see, will tell you, I see your point but I don't agree with you. That's all. You just go away free. Nobody is saved. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. Have you found it? What does it say? Who is he talking about? Talking about Jesus. Okay. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Amen. He offered up prayers with what? Strong cry. Another version says loud cries. What does yours say? Come stand up and read yours, Teresa. Only the seven. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with vengement cries and tears to him who was able. With what cries? With vengement cries. Vehement. Let me see. Vehement cries. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Vehement. 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 I see. What version is this? New something. I see. Vehement. Wow. Anybody else? Regular, what does it mean? What does the word there mean? On Francais. Uh, Anthony, what does your what, what does yours say? What, what does yours say? Hebrews 5 7 strong cry in James. Strong cry. What's a strong cry? Can somebody give me a strong cry? Look, look, look. How many want to be like Reverend Dixon? Feelings, feelings, strong. And so you, see when we come to the church and the priest is shaking his incense, his candle, and you come to the place. I remember before my sister was born again, she said, you know, I want to feel, see the candles and smell the incense and I like the quietness and I feel the presence of God. Is that in the Bible? You should rather have the strong cries <laughs> and the tears. Amen. How many are going to pray with strong cries from today? Hey, Pastor, I think that is not very decent in a place like Europe. I think that we are not used to such things. Indeed, you are not used to. Look at how they scream in the soccer field when they are playing the match. Oh, how do they say? Oh, 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 Apoku. Ole, 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 ole. Ha! And when we come to church, 
Lift up your hand. Then you start to look around and say, oh, oh, the man is not normal. <laughs> if we are not normal, all those in the soccer stadium are not normal. They paint their faces with red, white. They, if we were to paint our faces before we come to church, what would people say? They would arrest us. Can you not see that there is a deception in Pergamos? Everybody say victory in Pergamos. Don't let the devil deceive you in this place. The devil has got up, is down, down, is up, black is white, white is black. To shout in the stadium, to kill, to use alcohol, to rape, to do all those things, to scream, to be there for four hours, five hours, that one is okay. But to come to church for two hours, that one is not okay. To pray all night, that one is not okay. To wake up early and pray, that one is not okay. To have a prayer meeting in your house, that one is not okay. That one is wrong. It's a deception from the devil. That is why Satan is at home in this place. But we are breaking through in Jesus' name. Church, don't take it for granted. Let me tell you. Some of us, we don't pray much and it looks like everything is going okay. But let me tell you, you see, in a church, we have something we call the momentum of the church. Momentum is like a car is moving and you turn off the engine. Momentum is mass times velocity. The car continues to move. That's Newton's law of motion. In a straight line, it continues to move in the direction in which, which it was moving unless it is acted upon by an equal and opposite force. So that is why when the car is moving, it continues to move. It is just the friction between the tires and the ground that gradually slows the car down. But when the engine is off, it will still be moving for a while. And it looks as though everything is okay. But it's just a matter of time. It's going to grind to a halt. And this is what has happened in the church. The engines are off. And it looks as if we are still going. And let me tell you, Lighthouse is moving. We are growing. We are blessed. We are spreading out. So there's a certain momentum. So when you don't pray in your house, it looks as if everything is okay. We are still moving on. But that is a deception. Don't, don't be deceived at all. It's just a matter of time. And if something, if the car falls into a portable, it will slow down even more. And when the engine is on, the car is free. It's moving anyhow. Let's not take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. In this place, I want you to decide that you are going to be a prayerful person. And let me tell you something. If you cannot even go to Vienna, you cannot even go to Stuttgart, you cannot go to Hamburg, you cannot, at least you can pray for an hour. You can pray in this place. You see, we need people who will live here and pray here in Europe. Satan is, I say, he has built his house, he's built his car park, everything, he's got his uh, accommodation and everything. This is where he lives. This is Pergamos, the seat of Satan. And that is why the deception is strongest. It is, there is that you cannot go to Africa, to Ghana, to any part of Africa and tell them that there is no God. Don't shout, don't pray, don't do... You can't get that. You, it will not work. The people will open their heart and believe. But not here. And that is why we need to break. And the power of the devil is broken by prayer. Prayer. Miracle working prayer. Amen? 
Amen. Amen. That was Jesus' secret. Strong Christ. And if you pray with strong Christ, you will not be falling asleep every time when you pray. When you say, shall we pray? <laughs> are you meditating or you are praying? What is the difference between meditation and prayer? My sister, stand up and say, what is the difference between meditation and prayer? Pardon, what's your name? Joyce. Joyce. From where? In Geneva. Meditation is when you pray silently. It's inward. Meditation is meditation prayer. It's, it's, a, it's an inward kind of, okay, maybe not prayer, a reflection, but it's, it's not loud. You do it from inside. <laughs> you, you made a mistake. Meditation is thinking. Meditate. To meditate means to think. So when you are praying, how can you think? What's the difference between thinking and praying? As, as far as I'm concerned, you can only pray when you are praying, talking to God. Even if you pray very quietly. Oh Lord, thank you for today. In Jesus' name, help the people. In Jesus' name, amen. You can't see my mouth moving, but I'm praying. But that is different from this one. That one I'm thinking. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 He withdrew himself and he prayed. Amen. Okay. So now... I want you to learn how to pray and everyone must be able to pray for you must have prayer goals so let me give you prayer goals for your life amen prayer goals okay prayer goals number one your first prayer goal as an ordinary baby Christian is to be able to pray for one hour without stopping if you cannot pray for one hour without stopping you got a problem you got a problem amen so make that your first ask yourself have i accomplished one hour huh number two to be able to pray for three hours from one to three after three, four. Next, five, six, seven, then 12 hours. Wow. Every Christian must be able to pray for one hour. You must be able to pray for three hours, Tobias. If you're going to do much for God, you're going to have to know how to be in your house, in your room, discipline yourself. And I'm going to give you four keys on how to pray easily for three hours it, you, you're going to be able to do it. it's going to be like that but anthony would you like to have those keys huh oh you don't sound very enthusiastic <laughs> amen james do you want those keys i remember the first time i prayed for seven hours i remember the first time i prayed for i, I remember the day you see when i say you have a goal you, when the day you pray for one hour, you remember. 
When are you actually able to accomplish? You want to ask a question? Yes. But unfortunately, my parents believe that speaking in tongues is from the devil. So my dad told me that if ever I hear you speaking in tongues in my house, I can go. Did you hear what he said? What should you do? Pray into your pillow. You don't pray loud. Don't pray loud. Can you hear? <laughs> so cover your face with a pillow. Does that help you? You see, when I, was in, when I was in secondary school, I was in a boarding school. I didn't have a private place to pray. I was in a dormitory. I was in a dormitory. And there were about 20 or 30 people in the dorm. And I was the leader of the fellowship. And I had to pray. And I had nowhere to pray. And I couldn't stand there. All these people were not Christians. I couldn't just stand and say, They would just knock me out of the place very, very quickly. All right? So what I used to do was, I used to lie down in my bed and cover my head with a pillow and pray into the pillow. And people used to say, you like sleeping, oh? And I said, yeah, I, I like sleeping. <laughs> people used to say, you like sleeping, oh? You are always sleeping. I said, yeah. I was praying. Because you've got to survive. I said, you've got to survive. You've got to speak in tongues. It's, it's a blessing that God has given you so that you become anointed and powerful. You've got to survive. And I remember the first time I prayed for three hours, I had a serious problem and I needed a solution. I went to church on Sunday and after church, I went to a certain school and I, co- I called a friend and I told him I need to go and pray. And he showed me, let's go to this place. And we went to the place and we prayed from two o'clock to five. Three hours. I looked at the time and it was five o'clock and I prayed. And when I went home, the problem was solved. I remember when I prayed for seven hours. I was a student. It was 1981 or 82. And I was praying. And I was in my box room for seven hours. I started at 10 o'clock and I ended at 5. 10 to 5 is seven hours. I prayed throughout till then. Beautiful. You see, that's why I became anointed and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So when I speak, people, they don't just get annoyed, but they believe. You see, why do people believe when somebody speaks, but they don't believe when you speak? They argue when you speak, and they believe when the other one speaks. The difference is the Holy Spirit. The difference is the power of God. And that is all you need. That's why you need to go for it. And the more you grow in God, the more you know you need to be away from people so that you can pray. The more inexperienced you are, the more you are always trying to be with people. Because you don't know that that the source of your power is somewhere else. Amen. 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 So that is the key. That was the key to Jesus. That was the key to Paul. That's the key to... Look, Yongicho, the pastor with 700,000 members. Can you imagine? You ask him, what is, what is the secret? He said, prayer. Billy Graham was asked, what would you like to tell the church as a last message? And Billy Graham said, I have three messages to give the church as my last message to the church if I have any last thing to say. 
He said, the first thing I would like to tell the church is to pray. Then the second thing I would like to tell the church is to pray. And the third thing I'd like to tell the church is to pray. <laughs> that is what he, that's what he said. So, you see, the, the older you are in God, the more you know that it's not you, but it's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when I see the crusades of Reinhard Bonke, and I see the people gathering, T.L. Osborne and all that, I ask myself, what makes people gather for those crusades? It's the Holy Spirit. It's God at work. God with us. Is there a song like that? God with us, so close to us. God with us, Emmanuel. Oh, God. It's God with us, close to us. God with us, Emmanuel. He walked where I walked. He stood where I stand. He felt what I feel. He understands. He knows my frailties. Spread my humanity. Tempted in every way. Yet without sin. God with us, so close to us. God with us, Emmanuel. Oh, God. Come on. So close to us. God with us, Emmanuel. Oh, God with us, so close. God with us, Emmanuel. Sing it again. God with us. God with us, so close. God with us, Emmanuel. Hallelujah. So it's God with us who makes the work work. I believe that we are missionaries to Europe. And that one of our primary jobs is to pray here. Yeah. To break the stronghold of the devil and of Satan in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we do it? Yes. Can we do it? Yes. Can you pray for three hours? Yes. Can you pray for two hours? Yes. Are we going to do it or we are just saying it? <laughs> We're going to do it. So first of all, you must have your vision, your goals. Now secondly, you must do what I call prayer made easy. Okay? Prayer made easy. So I want to give you three or four steps to praying for one hour, three hours, or I should say long hours of prayer made easy. Long hours of prayer made easy. Three steps to praying for a long time with ease. Amen. Amen. Do you want to know those three steps? Yes. Step number one. Never pray without looking at the watch. In other words, always use the clock when you are going to pray. 
No, okay. Let me give you the first point. I've, I've remembered the first point. Sorry. Cancel that point. First point is accept the fact that prayer that is less than one hour is not serious prayer. It's not significant. Accept the fact that prayer that is less than one hour is not significant. In other words, when you accept that prayer that is less than one hour is not significant, you will have a minimum time of prayer for of an hour. And these five minutes, six minutes, two minutes, three minute prayers, they will just be emergency prayers if you are on a train and it's going to crash or something like that. That's when you pray those one second prayers. You get it? But your life will be an hour. Me, if you give me an hour to pray, I don't like it. Even it's too short. Why do I say that accept the fact that prayer for less than an hour is not significant? Because in Matthew 26, Jesus came to his disciples. He left them in the garden of Gethsemane. Do you remember? Mrs. Opoku, do you remember? Mrs. Asiedu, do you remember? And what did Jesus say when he came to his disciples and they were sleeping? What was his first word? What was his first word? What? What? What it? In Russian, what does that mean? Stop it. But in English, what? Surprise. Surprise of surprises, Cynthia. You couldn't pray for one hour. You fell asleep. Ah, Are you a Christian? You've been working with me for three and a half. You can't pray for one hour. You came to the shepherd's camp. You can't pray for one hour. One hour, only one hour. Kingsley, only one hour. You can't pray for one hour every day. Kingsley, 